Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, January the 22nd, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things divinely connected to you, for you to be able to be a blessing to Amen. Um, on today, you know, it's Friday. We do things a little bit differently. Yesterday, we didn't we didn't pray and we're not going to pray today. So make sure you spend time with God um, on today praying. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a long prayer, but make sure just like you, you find time to talk to people who are dear to your heart every day, uh, whether it be people in your house your parents, your siblings, you find you find time to talk to people who are dear to your hearts. Find the time to connect with God. Um, it doesn't have to be long, a long prayer, but prayer is a conversation with the Lord. It is talking to the Lord. Um, there are different types of prayer. Um, and so just make sure that you engage with Christ on today. Um, on today, we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter four. It is so good. We're still in Daniel chapter four. So yesterday when we talked, we left out on the fact that, you know, we have to be willing to share and accept the honest bad news. And that's one of the things that Daniel did uh, for Nebuchadnezzar. He shared the meaning of his dream, which was the honest bad news that the Lord had issued a decree on Nebuchadnezzar. Um, but the way for Daniel to get out, I mean, the way for Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar to get out of the decree uh, was for him to renounce his sins and to do what was right. Um, but Nebuchadnezzar didn't do that. And so that starts with verse 28. It says all this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar, meaning Daniel had told him the meaning of the dream. Then it said 12 months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? The words were still on his lips when a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. Then verse 33, immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from people and ate grass like cattle. Then 34, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the most high. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Verse 37, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. We've got to get pride in check and 
Proverbs is very clear that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And what we have here in the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar was very prideful. He knew, he knew the God that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served. He knew it. He saw the wonders that God was performing, but yet he still chose, even though he acknowledged God, he still chose to worship other gods. That was a choice. And that's where we as Christians have to be careful that when we come into the fullness of God, when God begins to do things in our lives, that we still don't choose other things. That we still don't say, yeah, in one breath, yeah, I know God, God, yeah, God is great. God is good. But yet, as soon as we get an opportunity, we go right back out to doing what we were doing before we even acknowledged who he is. Now, Daniel didn't, I mean, not Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar didn't, he never did say, this is my God, but he was aware that the whole, the Holy Spirit, that, that the spirit of God was in Daniel. He at some point said, you know, this, this is a mighty God. You serve a mighty God, but it wasn't enough for him to change his ways. Why? Because sometimes, and I think I've talked about this before, we have made the mistake of telling people that they're blessed when really it's God's mercy. And what I mean by that is, now the Bible doesn't say this, so, so this, this, this is my, my, my revelation knowledge from it. King Nebuchadnezzar continued to be blessed, right? He had everything. He had the money. He, I mean, he, he had everything. Daniel even told him, he said, um, you have become great and strong and your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky and your dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. King Nebuchadnezzar had power. King Nebuchadnezzar had money. He had all of those things, but he didn't have God. But see, we make the mistake sometimes because he acknowledged God in Daniel. Oh, he's, oh, you're blessed. You're blessed. You know, we'll tell somebody in a minute, you're, you're blessed. Not realizing that just because you acknowledge God doesn't mean that you're in Christ. That, that you're in God because you acknowledge him. But really what was on King Nebuchadnezzar's life? The things that God allowed him to have and allowed him to do was God's mercy. See, a lot of times, you know, we say that the Bible contradicts it, contradicts itself and that and that God didn't play and God did not play. And God still does not play because he is the same God. And there are three into one. But you can still see the mercies of God, even in the Old Testament. He didn't cut off Nebuchadnezzar right away when he made images. He didn't cut him off. Instead, God was con consistently showing himself to King Nebuchadnezzar. He was consistently showing himself that he that he was and is the almighty God. And in that showing of himself to King Nebuchadnezzar, in spite of King Nebuchadnezzar's sin, 
It was his mercy that allowed King Nebuchadnezzar to do what he was doing. It was his mercy that God didn't come in and straight cut him off from the get go. So we have to be careful brothers and sisters in Christ. And I've been guilty of it too, of looking at someone's life that is full of sin and calling them blessed because they acknowledge God. When really it's God's mercy on their life. It's God's grace and mercy on their life before it gets to the point where God has to show his heavy hand. And so when Daniel came, Daniel, that Daniel said earlier in four, renounce your sins by doing what is right and your wickedness by being kind to the being kind to the oppressed. It may be that then your prosperity will continue. It may be Daniel couldn't even guarantee it, but Daniel was aware your time. Of grace and mercy is coming to an end, Nebuchadnezzar, because God has issued a decree against you. It wasn't the devil. It wasn't the devil. So the Bible says sometimes when things happen in our life, and I've learned this, first let a man examine himself. Now, does that mean that everything that happens in your life uh, that causes hurt and discomfort And does that mean that's a result of something that you did? Absolutely not. I'm not saying that. Absolutely not. Because we know all day, every day, if that was the case, um, then babies, you know, who, who get, um, who are diagnosed with, with terminal, terminally ill diseases and, and they're months old, right? So we know that that is not the case, but when we become adults, we do have to ask ourselves, what, what have I done? Why the Bible says that God is not, that um, be not deceived. God shall not be mocked whatsoever a man soweth that he shall also reap. So sometimes when we find ourselves in situations, we have to ask ourselves, am I reaping something that I've sown? And, and, and if I sowed it, did I repent? Did I turn in, in word and in deed? We, I mean, we got to go through that and then we've got to seek the Lord. Okay. That's why Daniel said, renounce your sins. And if you've renounced your sin, God said he would forgive your sins, but that doesn't mean there aren't any consequences, but you first got to get to that point. So then when that happened, notice that even though, um, Daniel had told King Nebuchadnezzar what was going to happen, he said it didn't happen right away. And so that's another thing we have to be careful for because God, because God does not, because God is a God of grace and mercy, because God is long suffering with all of us, because God wants all of us to be saved. Every last one of it, it is not his will that anyone should perish. Anyone, right? But King Nebuchadnezzar did not change. And so it says 12 months later. So maybe instantly, because we do this too, y'all, let's be real. We're being real this morning. When we get some bad news, we'll change quick. We'll do good for a day, a week. We'll say, okay, God, I'm going to change for real. I'm going to get myself right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But because we don't see any of the, 
you know, there's no consequences, right? The, and, and, the, and Ecclesiastics talks about that, that that's really what turns man sometimes, even good men, into bad men. And what I mean by that, not bad men, but acting in bad ways, is because they will see other people doing stuff. And they don't see the consequences. It looks like everybody else is living life like they're golden and they're doing everything. So that means that I can do whatever I want to do and nothing will happen to me. But see, when you've been marked by Christ, when you've been marked for the kingdom, you can't do everything everybody else does. (laughs) When there is a calling on your life and God has a purpose on your life. Don't you dare compare yourself to other people who are, who are out here acknowledging God, but not doing what's right by God. Don't you dare compare yourself because you will get caught up into some things because you are not like them. God has not called you to be like them. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you'll be. So King Nebuchadnezzar, 12 months later, here comes pride. How do you know King Nebuchadnezzar was pride? How do you know a person is full of pride? When it's all about them. When it's all about them and what they're doing. I have built, right? My mighty power for the glory of my majesty. It's I. It's my. It's mine. It's me. Everything is is centered around that person but God's word said that he is the Lord and he will not share his glory with another I don't care what promotions you get I don't care how far you go in life always acknowledge God always acknowledge God because we couldn't even breathe if it wasn't for him We wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for him. He is our creator and our maker. He is the lover of our soul. And it wasn't until King Nebuchadnezzar, because see, as soon as he started the I, the me, the mind, boom, the words, it said the words were still on his lips. And the voice from heaven said, this is what is decreed for you. So he enacted the declaration through pride. So when we say, why pray? You know, when we say, well, if you know, because God is sovereign, God is sovereign. So then again, it goes back to the sovereignty of God. Then why pray if God's going to do what he wants to do? See, Daniel came as a messenger. Renounce your sins, right? Do what is right, right? So then maybe, right, he couldn't guarantee, but maybe then your your prosperity will continue. See, God gives us time to get it together. Earlier in the chapter, I talked about the delay was for you to pray. God gives us time to get it together. But when we keep on playing, when we keep on playing and when we keep thinking that, oh, nothing can happen to me, right? King Nebuchadnezzar, right? He had prosperity. He had power. He had money. Yeah, he heard Daniel. He acknowledged God, right? When he, when he needed something, when he needed those dreams to be interpreted. Yeah. 
But but when it came down to it, it was all about him. But he had time. See, that's why, you know, even in the Old Testament, God still, we can still see God's grace and mercy because he gave King Nebuchadnezzar time. He gave him time to renounce his sins. Twelve months, a full year. Some of us have had longer than that. Some of us have had 20 years to go and, you know, get right with people. First, get right with God and get right with people. And God has been long suffering with us. He's given us grace and mercy. His mercies are new every morning. Why? Because we need it. None of us are perfect. Either we doing something or thinking something or saying something. We always doing something. But because of who God is, he gave King Nebuchadnezzar time. And King Nebuchadnezzar took that for granted. You know, people say, don't take your kindness. Don't take my kindness for weakness. Don't take God's kindness for weakness. We are not living in a time or a season. People are leaving out of here. In all different ways that we've never seen before. So we don't have time to play around. We don't have time to mess around. We can't be about our business. We've got to be about God's business. Because God didn't put us here to do the things that we wanted to do. He has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of our lives. Each and every one of our lives. He has a plan and a purpose. Don't leave here without the God's plan and purpose being fulfilled in your life. So then... King Nebuchadnezzar said, he said, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the most high. I honored and glorified him. Honor and glorify God. And whatever situation you're in, I believe God will restore you. God will restore you. He will restore you. There were some things that happened in my life where God had to deal with me. God had to show me me. And that's a painful thing, y'all. That's a painful thing when you look at things that have happened in your life and you just start spending time with God. Before God shows you anybody else and what they did wrong, God will show you you. <laughs> God will show you you. And if God has not shown you you and it's still everybody else. And I'm not talking about the. I want to always clarify because I know some people will think something crazy. So if say I got you to say if somebody got raped at 12 years old, uh, will God show them them and they were innocent? I'm not saying that, you know, we're, we're I, I need us to some of us to mature to a different level. When I say God will show you, you I'm talking about in situations where you know that maybe you could have done some things differently or you could have done some things better. You can't point the finger at somebody else until you allow God to show you you. And then you get in his word to see what, how, how was that supposed to be? How should 
I have been? How should I have approached that situation? Right? Because God says he gives grace to the humble. So when you allow God to show you, you, whether it's a a, a job situation where, uh, you know, or a situation where maybe you feel like, you know, you overreacted or you were convicted or, or a failed relationship or whatever, allow God to show you, you in that. Because unless you were living by the word of God yourself from Genesis to Revelation as best as you could, you can't point the finger at anybody else. You got to first let a man examine himself. So then once King Nebuchadnezzar praised God and gave God honor and glory, he said, everything God does is right. All his ways are just and those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. He recognized that he needed to be humbled. He recognized that God was the one that had to do the humbling. He recognized that God can do whatever he wants because in pride, pride says, and I'm walking, I'm walking out. Pride says. Um, nobody can tell me anything. I can do whatever I want. Pride says that I'm white and everybody else is wrong. Pride says I, me, and mine. So on today and on this weekend, I want to leave you with the thought of check, check pride in your life. Check pride in your life. And if you find pride, humble yourself. Repent and humble yourself. Renounce your sin and ask God to rid you of pride. And he will do it. Don't continue to take God for granted. Don't continue to believe that If God has shown you a better way, but you've decided to still do things your way, don't believe that that grace and mercy, you know, is yours forever. Because the Bible says that God will give grace to whoever he will give grace to and mercy and he'll show mercy to whomever he will give mercy to. Don't look at other people. And think because they live a hellish lifestyle that God's going to allow you to to live a hellish lifestyle when you've been marked by God. Don't play with him, y'all. And I and I and I mean that in all love and all sincerity, because our time here is not guaranteed. Nothing in this world is guaranteed. So let's use this time to do what's right before God renounce our sins and do what is right that's what God is asking for renounce our sins and do what is right I love you all have an awesome weekend I know this ain't no uh, hallelujah word on today but it's a much needed word love you all bye bye